0: Welcome to today's entrepreneur show. My name is Heidi Richards Mooney and I'm your host and the founder of the Entrepreneur Show and Women in E-commerce. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you an amazing speaker. In fact, she is one of the speakers at the Wim at the Office Depot Foundation Women's symposium. And I have the honor of interviewing a lot of the speakers, the founder, and several of the supporters. And this woman is no different. She's just a delight. So I can't wait to tell you about her. In fact, let me tell you. Her name is Lena Acosta Sandal. She is a psychotherapist, development expert, mom, and wife who is changing the world one family at a time. Trained in infant mental health, child and adolescent development, interpersonal neurobiology, and trauma-focused treatments, in 2012, Lena founded her parenting program and center, Stop Parenting Alone. Today, Lena is going to share more about what she does, as well as her presentation at the Office Depot Women's Symposium. Welcome, Lena.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. So let's get right into it. Tell us about your background, how you first got interested in Stop Parenting Alone, and the experience that led you to that.
1: So my experience of being a psychotherapist is my second career. And I came about becoming a psychotherapist because I became a mother. And like most parents, when I first had my first child, I felt lost, I felt scared, and I felt helpless. Mm -hmm. But I'm a little bit crazier than most. So my solution was to get a master's in clinical psychology. (laughs) And I specialized in um, childhood development and infant mental health. So my daughter, who is now 12, started that journey for me. Um, I was trained in Los Angeles. I worked at a very large nonprofit organization in the city of Los Angeles. And there is really where I learned and what I hold dear in my heart and why I opened Stop Parenting Alone in Miami, which is this idea that I know for sure that with the right information, parents always make the right choices for their children. So I'm here, and I open my space to do just that, to give parents the information so that they can better be and love their little people and big people too. Uh, uh,
0: Absolutely, and that's wonderful. And uh, darn, you didn't have that around when I was raising my kids because, you know, I think – and, and so many people, and you probably have seen this, I'm sure, in your experience, send, tend to punt or think that they're going to figure it out on their own. And I think it's like anything. It, it's like in business, you need a coach, and in life, you need help. And and you know, when you go as an athlete, you you train with the very best. So mm-hmm. I think parenting is very similar to that. And you know, I'm, I know we have so many things readily available. My, my daughter just had a baby. She's now four months old, and the pride to my pride and joy my fourth grandchild by the way and i enjoy her so much because there's a little space between her and the last one who was eight so i've really enjoyed it but i can see the difference in how people are raising children today yeah i think they rely too much on dr google and dr internet And so I'm really excited that I got this opportunity to interview you because I'm definitely going to let them know about it. And hopefully they'll be able to attend the conference, too, because they're in South Florida. So tell us more about your business, what you offer, the type of solutions you solve, what people can expect when they're seeking the help that they need and they find you.
1: So Stop Parenting Alone is about, you know, being the cliff notes of all those parenting books that are out there at Barnes & Noble. Because at the end of the day, when you go to a Barnes & Noble and you go to the parenting section, you have about 155 books. And like you said, Dr. Google has another thousand, you know, books. And at the end of the day, the the best way to raise children is to understand child development, to understand emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. and to really get a handle on how your past influences your present. So the question that I answer is, am I a good parent? And most of the time when a parent walks into my space, they are a good parent. But what they're doing is they're either expecting too much from the child as it pertains to development or too little of the child as it pertains to development. So the whole point of my center is this idea of prevention. Because most of us in the psychology field are intervening once there is a problem. All right. Right. And I wanted it to be the space that was prevention, meaning that come here when your child is three and let me help you walk and walk you through taking them to preschool so I don't have to deal with your seventh grader who now has an anxiety attack every time they go to their middle school. Excellent.
0: Okay, well, I have a daughter who needs you. She has an eight year old son who's amazing and he 's highly intelligent and he, but he has a difficult time in school because he doesn 't like authority you know and, and I have no problem with him he 's a doll for me, and he 's great for his poppy and for everybody else, but his mom tends to and being a single parent doesn 't help i 'm sure that you deal with that all the time
1: exactly, exactly and and you know that i 'll say a little something just for your grandchild. most intelligent children pick up on injustice and hypocrisy better than anybody else. And sometimes they're right about the message that they're giving you about school and their teacher. However, they're saying it in an immature way.
0: Right. Yeah. Like he's always saying that's not fair. And I know that because I remember that as a child myself and I used to say, but I just decided one day I'm just going to sit and deal with it because I'll be soon away from them and I'll never see those people again. Right. But that took a lot of intelligence to figure that out as well, I think.
1: Yeah, that, that's high executive functioning. You know, yeah. that's thinking about thinking. It's, and, yeah. and children that are eight are concrete. It's black and white. It's either yeah. good or bad. Yeah. So that, that's very important. And, you know, when a child is having a hard time with a teacher, it's just like in the future when you have a hard time with a boss. You have to learn how to speak to get what you need
0: yeah so tell us a little bit about the type of people that you typically work with the type of parents the maybe the age range is it all over the board, or is there an ideal um a sweet spot for you in terms of how you can help people
1: age range we work from the moment the baby's born until they leave college at 24. okay so we have a wide range of age however what i know that the, the 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 parent that is attracted to our space is usually somebody that's a little bit an, an older parent, okay. um, someone that has had a, a full career and now they have chosen to make a family and have children. Um, I, they, this type of client seems to be somebody that likes to read, that likes information, um, that likes to have all the facts before they make the, their decisions. So I find that I'm very attractive to that type of, of client and that type of parent, um, you know, because raising a child forces us to take a good look at ourselves. And I think the hardest part of parenting is that our children sometimes feel or behave in ways that we have spent 20, 30, 40 years avoiding in ourselves. Oh. So when we see it in our child, we want to nip it in the bud <laughs> because we don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> That's why we avoid it. <laughs> But, but parenting forces us to to take a good look at ourselves, so that then we can teach and mentor our child to be a citizen of the world.
0: So, can you give us an example of some type of behavior that you might work with?
1: Um, well, I, let's let's do in all the different age groups. So, let's say for the and your your
0: sound is going in and out a little bit. I just wanted to let you know.
1: Okay, so as it. For, for the younger ones, usually I see parents with children between the ages of two and four a lot. Okay. And this is because of the developmental marker that people don't know about. Children in that age group tantrum three times an hour and have a minor conflict with a caregiver once every three minutes. so most parents experience this as high conflict and what happened to my sweet little one-year-old who was cute and adorable and so in that scenario well the first thing I do is I say well this is the statistic 80% of three-year-olds do this is your child normal and then the parent looks at me and they're like yes but how do I handle it (laughs) so then in that scenario depending on the child's temperament, and depending on the child's environment, we come up with a plan on how to help them because this happens in this marker in development because it's the time to learn about emotions. We are all very willing to label things for children like, this is a cup, a cup, this is water. But then the minute they feel something, we're like, what's wrong? They don't know what's wrong. We also have to label their feelings and we have to tell them what you do with that feeling. Because most little people, when they're sad or frustrated, hit, push, push, spit, or run away. And when we're angry, we can't do any of those four things, unless you know, I mean, I know there's some adults that still do that, but we don't want them to do that.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, they don't spit too much <laughs>
1: <laughs> or bite. <laughs> right. So, in the case of the school-age child. Um, a lot of the cases that we see in that in that age group, which is also normative in development, but sometimes it can go wrong, is that the child is having a hard time um, being social. So for that, in my space, we have social skills groups, um, and they're family groups. So one-room parents, one-room children, and then the therapists get to know the children, the therapists get to know the parents, and then we help the parents find their own way of, of sharing their values, doing discipline, and then the children get this this safe space where they can practice being a friend. Because in the school age years, that is the hardest thing for them to learn, to learn that they're one of many, to learn frustration tolerance, to learn impulse control, and to understand the social cues and the social norms. So a lot of the time in the school age, that's what we're helping with. And again, If you as a human being at 30 or 40 or 50 still have a hard time making friends or still have a hard time with frustration tolerance and there's, you know, or impulse control, by the way, credit cards are proof that a lot of us do not have impulse control.
0: (laughs) I'm not guilty, (laughs) (laughs) but I do like my PayPal account when I want to (laughs) go buy something,
1: (laughs) And then the the number one thing I do with the adolescent community um, and that in adolescence you do more like traditional therapy when something has gone wrong because that, you know, that then the problems are a little more serious. Mm -hmm. But in the prevention side of our program, because there's still prevention for adolescents, we do uh, once a month parent support groups for parents of teenagers and here's, here's the little secret thing about teenagers. They're supposed to walk away from you. They're supposed to launch. They're supposed to question every value and every, every rule you have ever given them because they're making up their mind of who they want to be when they leave your home. So the way that a parent experiences that is grief.
0: Yeah.
1: 12 to 18 is... And
0: disobedience.
1: Yeah, and, and by the way, that is debate. It's not disrespect. It is because they, one more time, you know, their, their message is good. Their delivery is not so good, right, for a teenager. But that's the brain one more time changing because what they're doing is that they're debating with you because the prefrontal cortex needs to debate information. So that's why they're constantly being defiant. So it's,
0: an, it's a neurological thing.
1: So it's, oh, learning, wow. it's learning how to debate with them in a healthy way.
0: Yeah. So that's funny because when I was 16, my mother gave me the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I was open to it, and it totally changed my life. And it totally changed the way I communicated with people. But I don't think at 13 or 14 I would have been open to it. So yeah, you know, it depends so on your maturity level, I suppose. But.
1: And your mom did a wonderful thing. And, and, and by a means of a book, she gave you an adult mentor.
0: Yeah, she did, because I love to read, so she knew that would be a good solution, because she was having a lot of, no, I was a good kid, compared to, you know, my friends, kids, and my own children, you know, I was pretty good, and I think because I was such a good kid, I expected mine to be the same, and they weren't, (laughs) so it was, uh, it was a pretty interesting journey to be a mother um, back in the day, but my kids are amazing now, and that's all that matters, is they did grow out of it, and uh, yeah. Best friends, uh, but I, I, you know, I do worry about the kids today. Uh, so, you, you talked a little bit about um, uh, the type of people that you work with and the type of things that you offer. Is this all in person, or do you offer any type of virtual assistance of any kind? Yeah,
1: we have three services so we have the one on one, which is mm-hmm. here, we have groups, like we talked about, but I also have a service called online parenting support. What that is, is a private Facebook group, a call once a week, and a private area of uh, our website. So in the private area of the website is every possible question that I can think about for the particular age group, right? So that it's like for the mommy that's like has a brand new baby and the baby isn't sleeping, she can click, click, click and be like, okay, what's happening, Right? right? And she can get information on sleep. Uh, the adolescent parent can click, 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 and be like, my child uh, just came home drunk in the Uber, right?
0: So, <laughs> true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, my, I was laughing because uh, my daughter, I had that problem with my kids. <laughs> they like so, to party at 16 and 17.
1: Yes, they do. So so if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you can go to the private area, and you will find something. I record all of the calls that we do, So, and they're always broken down into age group. Right. And then in the Facebook, it's live, right? So you can type in, there's a community of parents, they answer one another. All of the therapists in my center are available to answer questions. So it's kind of like having a parenting expert and a child development expert in your pocket. And it's thirty dollars a month. And I always tell people, You buy you spend thirty dollars on really bad sushi. So you might as well get information about your child. And you know, most of the time parents know exactly what they need to do for their baby but they question themselves
0: yeah yeah
1: and i think that my online subscription service is is the anecdote to that so if you're questioning
0: yourself Uh Uh-oh, looks like we've lost her again for a moment. So I'm just going to pause the recording. So we're back, and I just wanted to say thank you, Lena. I know we're having a few technical issues today, and thank you for your patience, all of our viewers. And Lena, we were talking about the online uh, services and Facebook page, so go ahead and finish that thought.
1: (laughs) perfect so at at the end of the day what i know is that there's this urban myth out there that if you ask for help then you're somehow weak mm-hmm. and i think my re- in three things online you know the online support helps parents with time helps parents with money mm-hmm. and at the end it helps parents understand that asking for help is actually not a weakness it is a way to be able to understand what am I good at, what am I not good at, and to handle fear. Because the only way to battle fear is to get the facts.
0: Absolutely. And I would I couldn't agree more. I mean, you think about it. We hire professionals who know more than we do to take care of things that we don't know about, such as our accountant and our attorney, unless we're one, or, you know, and our doctor's. And yet, when it comes to parenting advice, we think that we should know instinctively how to do this. Now, I my mom was gone by the time my children were little, so I didn't really have anybody to talk to. And she lived in California, and I was like, oh my gosh, who am I going to call? And so I just relied a lot heavily on my own intuition, and I failed miserably in many ways because of it. So I'm really glad that the parents today have you and the service that you provide. Um, so let's talk a little bit about marketing because at the end of the day with everything that we do we need to know how to promote our businesses so what's what are two of the best things that you do or have done that have really helped stop parenting alone become well known in the community and a service that people know they need blogging blogging excellent
1: blogging and content information has been really fabulous for me and i think that why that is, is because the, the service that I offer is very personal. So if somebody reads my words and reads my thought process and reads the way that I think, then they can relate and they can feel safe in coming in and telling me I feel like a bad mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so once I began to blog and I began to, to give out and write content, People could hear my voice and and figure out for themselves that you know I'm the chocolate to their chocolate milkshake you know because not everybody likes chocolate you know (laughs) (laughs) so I think that being able to write to write what I know to give information I think a lot of business owners believe that they kind of have to hold close to the best um, especially if you're a service industry Mm But I believe that it's actually the opposite, right? I need to let you know what I think and how I and how I manage things, so that then you can trust me. Because at the end of the day, this is something that is scientific. Our brain is relational. Mm-hmm. We learn everything in relationship. We are born to love. We are born to be connected. Uh, we spent many, 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 many years in tribes. Um, And our brain still has makings of that. So I think in the modern world, the blog, and then the second thing, because you asked me two things, and social media has made it really easy to get to know um, who you're going to get a service from. So um, I love Facebook. I love Instagram. Uh, I think it's a great way for me to kind of – for people to understand that, you know, that I'm chocolate, you know. And sometimes I'm chocolate with a little jalapeno, you know. So (laughs) –
0: Spicy
1: chocolate. <laughs> I'm not for everyone. But I think <laughs> oh, that, that, that right. And and I think that that's really important because then people hear my voice and then they feel safe when they come in. They feel like they're
0: coming to see a friend. And especially with the service that I provide, that's very important. Well, and you, you made a, a very important point about that you're not for everyone. I think that's a big mistake a lot of business owners make, especially when they first start out, or maybe they think, oh, you know, because I'm offering, because parenting, if you think about it, you're thinking, people think, oh, every person with a child needs this service, but maybe not. Maybe, maybe this, like you mentioned, the type of person that you tend to work with um, will need you more than others. So I'm not saying that everybody doesn't need you, but you, we always have to find that sweet spot, that person that's going to resonate with our own uh, knowledge, our personality. You know, we're not, like you said, we're not for everyone. So I love that. That's a great nugget that people need to keep in mind. So let's talk about your role at the Office Depot Foundation Women's Symposium and, and what your audience can expect, from lear, expect to learn from your program maybe some
1: tidbits. or Definitely. I'm very excited to, to have been asked to join this, um, this symposium because I think that, um, what the Office Depot Foundation is doing is marvelous. Yes. Um, and you know, it's just a weekend for people to just kind of grow and learn and think. Um, from my little segment of, of the afternoon, what people can expect is understanding how they can use or misuse their emotion in their dreams and their goals and their day-to-day. So, you know, think of me as a person that's going to explain emotions. Um, I think that a lot, our, our society has gotten very addicted to um, being positive positive. Mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, happiness is not sustainable. Feelings come and go. So I think that the number one takeaway, and I didn't say this, I'm not going to take credit for it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, but what emotions are data. Emotions are not direction. So our emotions give us information on, so that we can pause, think about what we're feeling, and think about the step and the action that we're going to take. And if you're very, very, very busy trying not to feel a feeling, you miss the information that it gives you.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Because feelings are not fact. And it's important for all of us to learn to be comfortable sitting and talking to and understanding our emotion and why they are bubbling up. Emotions are a reflex. It's actually a 90-second synapse in the right mode of your brain.
0: Uh-huh. That's why, I, <laughs> that's why my redhead uh, temper flares from what it's gotten a lot better as I've gotten older. I have to say when I was young, I had a, I had the typical, what people would say, Oh, do you have a bad temper? Cause you have red hair. I would never admit it, but I did, you know, <laughs> you know today, you know, <laughs> so anyway. Yeah.
1: So I, I want to demystify the, the, the world of emotions and I, and I know that it's, it's, it's a place where, you know, like you said, like people get judged on because they feel,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, men, men, we, we, we robbed them of the, of so many feelings. Um, women, we went to get the woman card. You have to let go of, of powerful feelings like anger and rage and frustration, or else you don't get your woman card because you know, you're not a woman if you're not polite and sweet and pretty. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that. So as you can tell, I'm very fiery. So it, it, it should be fun. <laughs> oh, I
0: cannot wait. I'm so excited. So tell us about the, the symposium and why it's important for women to attend. I think it's important for
1: women to attend one because just like we were saying before, um, your flavor is going to be on stage eventually. <laughs> right? You're somebody's going to speak to you and to your heart. I know that um, the organizers have gone out of their way to really find Uh, a a wide spectrum and array of of women and speakers that can can speak to different aspects of who you are as a person so I think that it's a beautiful opportunity to be in one place with people that we are all there to speak and to inspire and you know just kind of ignite a little something in everyone that, that attends. And it's an amazing opportunity to, to also be surrounded by others that are on the same quest, Yeah. right? How often do we get to be surrounded with, you know, 200, 300, 400 people that are, are saying, yes, I want change. Yes, I want to be different. And whenever you can get in that environment, you know, here's something else about the brain. Cognition, so the way that we think. Is contagious
0: Hmm. so
1: whatever you're around that's what you you tend to think so if you're always around people that are seeing that the class is half-full then eventually you will get you will it will you will you will also think that your class is half-full so I think that this is also an amazing opportunity to be surrounded with people that have the same goal right because this is about being you know, I love I love what Mary says. Mary Wong, who's a part of the Office Depot Foundation, she says she wants to gather people together that are difference makers. And how beautiful is that? And for me, you know, which I'm, I you know, I see walking brains <laughs> all the time. <laughs> for me, I think that it's a beautiful opportunity to to find peers and to find others that will move you forward rather than stagnate.
0: And I totally agree. And I love that analogy you gave about, um, you know, when you surround yourself with people, positive people. I think that's so true because I realized a big shift in my life when I started surrounding myself with people who, and not that not that everybody sees a glass half full all the time, um, but most <laughs> of the time. The positive people tend to. And I think that that's what I like about the people that I I'm around and compared to when I was younger, when, um, you know, maybe I was like, I, I thought being around people who were uh, not as happy would make me feel happier because my life was so good, but it's not the truth. Then you know everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's contagious.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, it, mean, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so that's, a, that's a wonderful, cognition is contagious. It's such a wonderful yes. bit of advice that I think that hopefully, and I agree with you, I love the fact that they're they're gearing this toward the total woman. In, in other words, you know, we're not just mothers, we're not just pet owners, we're not just um, women who, you know, with, we're not just girlfriends. We're not just wives, mothers, whatever it happens to be. And the fact that they're, uh, that this whole, uh, program is, is, Build around the total woman. I think is really a great opportunity for people to see and to um, be around people who really want to work on all aspects of our lives. So I'm very excited. I can't wait. And I've been to all of them. I haven't been to a couple of any in the last couple of years. So I'm very excited that I reconnected with Mary and uh, we were able to, uh, you know, work together. And I'm I'm delighted to be a media partner and uh, meet all of the wonderful women who are speaking because uh, that's what I love. I love promoting others. So that's uh, that's always been my 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 big uh, passion in life so thank you for allowing me to interview you today
1: Um, it's wonderful
0: thank you so how did you get involved with the conference this year and what do you personally hope to get gain from being a part of it
1: I met Mary through a mutual friend who's also one of the speakers miss Louie B I love love Lulie. she's excellent um and, um, you know, I think Mary, when she first met me, was like, well, I'm not a parent. Well, you know, whatever. Okay, fine, you know. And then one time I spoke and she was there. And um, from that day forward, um, she liked my chocolate with jalapeno. <laughs> 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 so um, from that experience where she, re- you know, because at the end of the day, you know, raising a child, is, it's just, it's just raising a citizen of the world. Mm-hmm. and we're all citizens of the world, and we're all human, and we've all had a parent, so um, I think that that that's what resonated with Mary, and um, you know, when this was coming down, she was like, Lena, do you think that maybe, and I was like, huh, I always just speak at schools, and you know, with moms, or dads, and I said, sure, I'll give it a go, So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so we talked a little bit about what could be, um, you know, something that, that could benefit everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's how we came up with the, with the talk of, you know, how your emotions can, you know, help you or hurt you. Um, and what I hope to get out of it, that's a really good question. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, you know, I, I hope to. I love learning. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to learning. You know, I, I have a one-click Amazon addiction for, you know, every new book that I hear about on NPR. Um, and I think that I'm really excited to hear and learn, like we said, from all these different types of speakers that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really excited to um, learn and meet the people and the women, you know, the men and the women that are going to be attracted to this particular symposium, because I yeah. think that it's very different than the most, most, I guess, business gatherings, yeah, you yeah. know, where, where you're kind of networking. And I, so I think my take, what I want to know, and I, what I want to you know, one more time, I'm a therapist at heart, I guess. And I, I look forward to meeting all the different types of people that are going to be there. Um, and I, and I, and I know that the theme makes it that they're going to be really interesting people. Yeah. Like well, the speakers agree. and the attendance.
0: I, I agree. I'm so excited because, you know, I've had it up to here with business conferences and I put on a few of my own too. I've probably put on <laughs> 20 conferences over the last 30 years and participated in hundreds. And I can tell you, I love learning and most of the time I go to learn about business, but what I really realized was that that part was missing in my life was all this other stuff because I focused so much on the one area that I'm not really paying much attention. Oh yeah. I get my, my, I was telling, um, one of the speakers, you know, I still go and get my spa day and my massage and all of that, but it's still, it's not the same as yeah. internalizing things. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's just a, that's just a sudden, um, you know, pacifier for whatever else you could be, that could be, you know, manifesting. Yes. So yeah. I, think that uh, I think that's I think that's going to be a great conference, and and glad I'm glad you pointed that out. So thank you very much, Lena. So you know, one of the other questions I think I hear a lot, of, and our audience tends to ask, is is time management because all and all of my speakers are like you; they're very high energy, they've got a lot going on. Most of them are parents, or they're you know the gener the sandwich generation taking care of parents or whatever it happens to be, and so. You know how do you manage your time with all of the things that you're doing, running a successful practice, etc.? What are some of your tips?
1: Well, I'll take a little bit from Miss Lily B. And you know her little saying is, you know, balance is beep.
0: Right, yeah, right. It's um, it is beep.
1: <laughs> you know, and and uh, is is you know it's bull beep. So um, it's true, right? Um, what? My, my time management is my understanding that I am not a victim to my time. You know, um, I always tell my administrative manager, I say, don't ever tell anybody that my schedule is busy, that I am busy. Uh, I'm not busy. I've made a choice to make appointments. I've made a choice of, of what I do. So, you know, I, I, tell, I actually tell people, oh, my calendar is so abundant. Um, that I am going to find a little bit of time that I have. And, and I think that if we, if, we, if we begin to look at time as that we choose it rather than we're victim to it, it helps us to, to, to better clarify um, what we choose, right? So I know that when I choose to leave on a Friday at 2 o'clock, um, and come back to the office on Monday at 9 because I, I have chosen my children, right? And when I choose my children by default, my business hurts, right? Because I'm not there, but but and that's okay because I've made this choice where I understand and I have set up de- delegating, I was. Horrible at delegating when I started, when I opened my space, absolutely horrible. And I think if you are a business owner and if you are an entrepreneur, you really have to learn the lesson of delegating, of giving somebody else a task that, that, that you don't need to do. Like I, you know, the, something as simple as like, you know, taking the checks to the bank, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can pay somebody $15 an hour to go do that. Right. Especially when my hour is at, you know, 200 plus. Right. So I think with time management, it's about understanding that you're choosing the things that you're doing and noticing, try not to be a victim to your calendar or your time. To learn to ask for help. Uh, there's a theme with me, isn't it? <laughs> 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 and And delegate what you can. And also I learned this from, um, I don't even know. I think I saw it on Facebook or something. And the way that I plan my day is like, what's going to make me money?
0: Right. Prioritize. yeah.
1: Prioritize. And my, and my question is what's going to make me money. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you have this thing because you, you have to go see your friend because they're so nice, but it's like, well, do you really, you know, and then you, then you go and then you're resentful. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not helping to build or it's not helping to, to move you forward. And, and this, again, I didn't say either. This is from the 12-step world. No, it's a full sentence. Yes. And I think that's really important for women. Yes, I agree. Right? No, I always tell, I always tell my mommies, I'm like, for the next week, try saying no without saying because. Mm because most of us because go. I
0: said so. <laughs> that was My favorite, my favorite line. I didn't like that they questioned me. I just said, you know what? I'm the boss. I'm the mother. This is the rules. If you don't like the rules, well, you know what? We can find you a new mom. You need a new mom. I won't it oh no, no, you're fine. <laughs> I didn't do it right. I can tell you. I, I mean, I probably made every mistake in the book, you know, but I'm a wonderful and- grandmother. My children will tell you I'm, there, I have a sign on my wall that says the next best thing to having you as a mom is knowing that my children will have you as a grandma. Oh, and that's sweet. That was like the best testament to anything that my children could ever give me. And I look at that every single day. I'm looking at it on my wall. I can't show you because it's way over there. Um, but I'll <laughs> tell you what. You know, thank goodness I learned through my own mistakes because I didn't have anyone like you to help me make the, you know, learn from mistakes. So it is. And and
1: and that's the other takeaway that I I think people need to understand both in parenting and in life. You know, when you mess up, yeah, the most, what the most beautiful thing you could do for your child is to apologize. Right. And the most beautiful thing that you could do for your relationships is to apologize. Mm -hmm. Most relationships get stronger When something horrific
0: happens right
1: and those that don't then that's good now you know that that was that relationship was not for you
0: right
1: I think we end up holding on to things in fear of like not having something else so when it comes to time management I understand that there's no such thing as balance that when I pick one thing the other thing does get injured but that helps me knowing that helps me make good choices about my time right and, and, and by the way i don't do it perfectly no, i you know I, who does?
0: <laughs> but i totally agree with you about balance being you know what uh, <laughs> i've never i've never been able to balance everything people say well how do you get so much done and it's mainly prioritization yeah I think that i've yeah, been you're... able to prioritize what's important to me and i'm not going to say to you this should be what you do first because what's important to you may not be the same. You have younger children than I do. I have grandchildren. Correct. So what's important to me is getting all my things done during the week. So I have the whole weekend with my grandchildren if they want me, you know, if they want to want me there, I'm here and available, whatever you want to do or do nothing, you know, um, exactly. And, and that's exactly. the time you do with your girlfriends and everything else. I, I I'm really very, um, as I get older, I'm much more um, selfish with my time away from anything that, mm-hmm. I, that I know is part of my family relationships but it, it wasn't always that way I think you know you're young you want to like you said you want to build your career you go 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 you know my kids thought all I did was go to meetings when I, they were young because that's all I did well, I went to meetings every day but I was building a business you know exactly uh, not that I'm making excuses because I think like you said you're just you do what you do so let's talk I have a couple more questions and we're almost through. Uh, first of all, you mentioned about NPR and the books and Amazon OneClick. So what are a couple of the books that you're reading today? What would you recommend to our listeners?
1: Uh, what am I, Emotional Agility Ooh. is my new favorite book.
0: <laughs> Who wrote that? Oh, and, oh um, if not, I, I'll look it up. I am blanking
1: on her name.
0: Um, okay. I'm, lo- I'm making a list of all of the speaker's favorite books so I can compile them and share them later on. So Emotional Agility, tell us about a little bit about that.
1: Emotional Agility is written by uh, an amazing scientist who is in the field of psychology who has been studying how to best manage your emotional state. Um, you know, it's kind of like in the, in, the, in the realm of Daniel Goldman's Emotional Intelligence. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and it's I just love what she the way that she wrote it because it is it is user friendly so she gives you all the science for you know people like me who love to read journals uh, but it she also gives you beautiful anecdotes and stories so it's not just straight up like just like a a, a scientific book um, so it's a great book and that's that's a new book that I'm reading um, If you are a new parent um, I think that the only book that you need to buy is brain rules for baby by John Medina. He has taken and every year, like a new edition comes out because what he does is he reads all the scientific journals that are out there on child development. And then he's kind of like the cliff notes of it. He's a great, he's a great writer. So he takes these really heady things um, that, you know, like, Spent years learning, and he makes it nice and simple. Um, So, I absolutely, absolutely love uh, brain rules for children. And then, most recently, I finished a book uh, by Bruce Perry called Born to Love. And um, Bruce Perry is known for a book that he wrote uh, that's called A Boy That Was Called Dog.
0: Oh, yes, a boy. In fact, they just made it. Or they're making a movie out of it, or they made a movie out of it, or something? I'm not
1: sure, but he, he is the director of uh, the Trauma Network in Houston, and he is kind of like the number one person in the United States as uh, as it pertains to trauma. But this book um, is very, very good because it talks about the importance of empathy. And um, that's a little bit, that that's something that we're missing in our society today. It's something that we're losing. We are. Um, and it's, it's part of who we are as human beings. Yeah. And um, it's just, I think that everybody needs to read that book just to, to understand um, how important it is for us to be in community, uh, how important it is for us to help our children be able to see the world through somebody else's eyes. And I think that if we, if we increased empathy you fix a lot of things in our world today. I totally so, agree. So I think that I loved I mean, it's a hard read because he talks some, some heavy things. But I think it's important for us to, you know, to look at the light and the shadow of things. So I guess those are my, my, my recent books. I, I, I have bookshelf after bookshelf. After bookshelf. I've got
0: three bookshelves <laughs> in my office, and they're all completely full. And I go through them every couple of years and then donate all these to the library. But then I yeah. see, and I have them stacked up. You don't even want to see them. It's terrible. It's wonderful. I love to read. So um, Yes, yes. What's the best way for our audience to contact or connect with you?
1: Stopparentingalone.com, the website. Excellent. The website has all the information that you may need. Um we are also Stop Parenting Alone on Instagram. And those are two great, you know, fast ways. Uh, to find us and um, but StopParentingAlone.com It gives you all the information. Any last thoughts? Last thoughts. I hope to see most of your listeners and your viewers uh, at the symposium and uh, If you watch this and you like my chocolate and jalapeno, please stop <laughs> yes. me when you see me in the symposium I love talking to people and getting to know them so I, I'd be really interested to hear what you think about this little thing that we just did. I guess those are my last thoughts. And, and. last thought for parents. Um, most of the time, parents feel that, you know, giving a bath, helping a child get dressed, feeding a child. To us as adults, we feel that it's a task. But I want every parent that is listening to this to understand that those are circles of love for your child when you feed them when you help them get dressed when you hold them when they're freaking out about their homework for you it's a task for them it's circles of love so don't take those little tiny moments for granted
0: that's beautiful thank you thank you lena L- for being with us today from stop thank you to all our listeners and viewers for watching our show today and be sure and visit the women's symposium.com office, office depot for more information about the program about lena uh, acosta sandal's program on stop on um, emotions and of course to register and by the way when you go there, you can save twenty percent off registration when you use E B as in boy twenty at checkout. So be sure and take advantage of that. And Lena, again, thank you so much for being with us. I really appreciate it. Have a thank great thank you so day. much. Thank you.